Pastor John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. victory does best just love on each other so i love to see this good to see you all today welcome everyone appreciate our guests that are with us today we're honored that you've chosen to worship with us today so today i'm going to uh, continue actually last sunday we're in this series on parenting 101 and uh, last sunday i started this message on discipline and reward however i not i never got out of the introduction last week and so we kind of just packed and are unpacked and parked uh, in the introduction. So today I'm going to get pretty much to the body of the message. Uh, you should have your sermon note handout in front of you or in your seat. If you will, grab that and uh, then we'll get started. Charlie, real quick, I want you to bring up the, uh, the Parenting 101 virtual small group slot, if you will, please. This is uh, what we started. We really didn't name this till about the end of the week. Uh, but I want everyone that would like to be part of this small group. Now, it's going to be all online. It's going to be virtual. We're not meeting in anybody's house. Uh, but this is something that we've started. And you can sign up for that. Now, I want you to look in the bottom right-hand corner. You see that little signal? That little, looks like a little signal there with parentheses. You see that? That means it's broadcasting out a signal right now for you to receive. So if you have your Logos Bible software app open, it's a free app, it's a free Bible app, it's what we recommend everybody uses, and then you can follow along with our services in this Bible app, you'll see right there at the bottom, there's a signal that's being broadcast. Okay, I have my Bible app open, there's a signal that's being broadcast, when I click that, keep my fingers crossed, hopefully prayerfully, yes it does, it goes right to our sign up page to be able to sign up for our Parenting 101 virtual small group. So uh, if you click that, it should go straight to the sign-up page, put in your first, last name, put your email in, and then you can sign up. Notice there's three things you can sign up for, and these are email lists, uh, just general interest, which is just our directory, and it just everything with the church, you'll get all information there. Personal blogs from myself, and that's the John L. Cannon list. And then there's the Parenting 101 list. And uh, that's the one that's specifically going to be for parenting. So if you open it up in your Logos Bible software app, uh, open this up, and, and then you'll be able to receive the signal, and you'll be able to sign up there, okay? If you haven't got all that set up on your phone and you uh, aren't able to do it right now, that's fine. Uh, just email the church office at victoryfwb at gmail. Uh, and all that is out on in your information. You can go to our website. You can sign up there. Uh, on your connection card, you can sign up the old-fashioned way with a pen and paper as well and drop it in the connection receptacle out front, and we'll get you all plugged in. Now, during this virtual small group, what I'm going to be doing is an ongoing uh, study on parenting, and it's something that we'll do it for all different ages and different stages of our children's life. And so I'll glean some things for those parents that have teenagers and those things that have little ones and, and what have you different stages, but this is just going to be a, a collective group specifically targeting on 
parenting, and as I run across studies and research and shoot videos and different things, I'll throw them out there to you, and uh, hopefully and prayerfully you'll be able to benefit from that. So, good? Get it? All right, good. All right, so let's get off of that, and uh, let's get right into the message today. Before we do, let's pray, and by the way... Let's, let's give our praise band and praise team and these, these ladies, these group and Tyler that sang. Let's give them a hand. Great job today leading us in worship. And great job, Tyler, with your testimony. You had us all in tears and we're all kind of, oh, my goodness, here we are wiping our faces. And uh, so anyway, that was good. So thank you for sharing. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for our time together. And we just ask that you open our hearts and our minds and help us to receive uh, your word today. And uh, Father, I just pray that you would encourage that one that needs encouraging, uh, that one that may feel like as a parent that, that the world is falling apart. God, I just pray you pick the pieces back up and, and start putting those together. And Lord, help us to realize that, first of all, there are no perfect parents. None. In the same token, there are no perfect children. But just people trying their best to live for you and to bring and instill value in the lives of our children. Uh, We ask that you bless our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take out your sermon notes, if you will. And real quickly, I've already written in the answers that we went over last week. And then I'm going to get right into the scripture and then jump down to, uh, to number one. But last week we talked about how children need training on how to respond. Everybody say respond. Children need training on how to respond to authority. And I think there's a slide for this, Charlie. Children need training on how to respond to authority and to the circumstances in their life. Okay, we talked about that last week, so I'm not going to really unpack that anymore. The second thing on your sermon notes is that setting up a system. Everybody say system. Guys, it's very important that you develop that. We've got to set up this system of discipline and Rewards and how those should be part of our building plan for building character in our children. Okay? So if you remember last week, and I even shot this out on the video this past week to those, um, actually to everybody, to get everybody signed up for that group. Uh, but last week I talked about really, or in the video, two things that we've really parked on here in this sermon series. One is establishing values in the home. Okay? Because everything we do, every decision that we make moving forward in our own personal lives, in the life of our children, with the life of our family, is all going to be made off of those values that we've established. So that was the very first sermon that I preached on parenting. That's something every parent needs, and it's those values, okay? Now, it may look a little different for everyone, depending on what you consider to be valuable, Right. Hopefully, prayerfully, prayerfully, you look into God's word and there. We can have some common denominators on what should be valuable principles from God's word. So you need to set that value system in your home and base all decisions moving forward off of that. Therefore, you don't have to wing it. Right. When, when it comes time to make a decision, you don't have to say, well, I wonder how I feel about that. No, you've already established that. Right. So you're setting those values. The second thing that is equally as important is setting boundaries, and we're going to talk more about that today, but setting boundaries in the life of our children. Both of those collectively together is what we call establishing and building this system. 
this system of building character in the life of our children based off the values that we glean from God's word and based off the boundaries that we've established in the home. We bring those two worlds together. We live in that. Now we're unpacking and developing a system that is building character in the life of our children. Okay, so that's the goal and that's what it is that we're trying to do. So the third thing, the third blank there for you to fill in is that as parents, our job is to build character into our children by training them how to respond. We've already talked about that to authority and to the challenges that they will face in their everyday life. Now, let me tell you this. Your your goal as a parent is to raise your children to be independent, right? I mean, you don't still want them dependent on you at 45 living in your basement, right? Hello? You want them to grow up, kind of get a life of their own and be, de- be independent. Now, that don't mean they, they cut you completely out of, of, your, of their life, right, kids? We're not cut completely out, but, but that, that umbilical cord of loyalty and dependence and what have you has to be severed so that our children can be independent adults. So, so what we're, in essence, what we're doing, which I don't, I don't agree this wholeheartedly, but I'm going to say it anyway. In essence, what we're doing is we're working ourselves out of a job of, of, de- of them depending completely upon us. But however, we're never out of a job as a parent. Because one of the things I mentioned in this sermon series early on is that part of a job of a parent is that we're coaching, we're encouraging, we're cheerleading. We're giving counsel. I mean, we're doing all these things as a parent, even as a grandparent. So those things never really ever stop, do they? Just our children become adult children, and they still go through different stages and different areas. And by the way, let me just say this to all of those that are 30 and below. There's a tremendous amount of wisdom that you can gain from your parents and your even your grandparents, if they're still living, go to them for counsel. I guarantee you they've probably faced some of the things that you may be facing today, and they might, may not have the perfect answer for you, but I know if they come to me, kids, I can tell you where I messed up. I can tell you some mistakes that I made. And so I can tell you where the potholes in life are. It seems like I hit every one of them. (laughs) Anybody else feel like that? So I know where the potholes are. I may not know where the perfect tract is, but I know where the potholes are. And so what I can do is give you counsel to avoid the potholes and get you a little further down the road before you have a blowout. Are you with me? Right? So there's tremendous counsel that you can get from your parents and your grandparents. So I know how I was. Listen, I know how I was when I was 18, 19, 20, 25 and so on. When you're, when you're at that age, number one, you, you're invinci- you feel like you're invincible, right? You got the world by the tail. You know everything. Nobody can tell you anything. How many have been there, done that, got the t-shirt? I got, yeah, I hit every, yeah, you're the ones that hit every pothole in the road, right? You're right there with me. So for those that are 30 and under, maybe even 35 and under, maybe 40 and under, I'm 52. I still need counsel, right? I look to those that have gone down the road in front of me and say, hey, matter of fact, this is, has nothing to do with parenting, but there, there's a situation I'm involved in with ministers of our state, and, and we need counsel. And so my counsel to these guys last night, we're in a group email, and we're kind of talking about our situation that we've got to handle as pastors in, in the state of Illinois. And, and I said, guys, we need counsel. 
Listen, we need to go to the older folks in our state and get some counsel from them, right? We, so it never stops. So there's great wisdom that you will glean if you'll just continue to go for counsel. I've got to get going and we're never going to get to the body of this message, okay? Hebrews chapter 12. Now today we're going to be talking about, today we're going to be talking about discipline and reward. And Dustin came up earlier and he read the passage of Scripture to us out of Hebrews. He read the passage out of Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy, God says you get to make a choice. Choose life or choose death, right? Choose blessing or choose a curse. I mean, the the choice is yours. Remember last week we talked about how we all have the freedom to choose, but we do not have the freedom to choose the consequences that come with that, right? So I hope and pray you'll choose the right thing. The same thing is true in the life of our children. As as we're raising our children in our home, we're giving them the opportunity to choose. Now, we want them to choose the right thing. However, if they do not, there must be some consequences for choosing the wrong thing. The Bible calls that discipline. Okay? Everybody smile. I know everybody cringes a little bit when we think about discipline. In the 21st century, in the year 2000, and what is it, 17, it seems like, you know... Oh, we don't, we don't want to put a red mark on a piece of paper and destroy their little ego. Or we don't want to say no. We want to help them discover their own way themselves. Listen, there's a lot of padding that the good Lord built right here on the rear end that really kind of helps them discover their way, right? And I don't think you need to... I think that needs to be a last resort. And there's some things we can do, and I'm going to talk briefly about that moving forward. But there needs to be some instruction. There needs to be some discipline for choosing the wrong thing. So we're going to talk about discipline. But on the flip side of the coin, there needs to be some rewards. So don't just be a nagging parent where all you see are the bad things and you never reward the good things. There's got to be balance, right? We can't, we, we can't be hung up on the polar opposites. We've got to find balance in discipline and reward, rewarding good behavior and bringing discipline, obviously, to bad behavior. And we talked about that last week as we started unpacking Hebrews 12 and Deuteronomy chapter 30. And so those verses of Scripture are in your notes. Last week, number one point, as we're talking about discipline and reward, The number one thing I want you to see that we just really bumped into last week and then I closed the service out. Number one is this. I want you to write it down in your notes. We need to teach and set clear rules and boundaries in the home. Okay? That's very important. We've already talked about establishing the values in the home. Now we're talking about establishing the boundaries, the rules. What is going to be the accepted behavior in the home? How are we going to act? Where is the line? And by the way, guys, every child out there, all they want to know is where is the boundary? And they're going to keep pushing and they're going to keep pushing and they're going to keep pushing until they discover where the boundary is, right? And once they know where that is... Now you've drawn a line in the sand, so to speak. Now you can work off of that, and children should start to learn where the boundaries are. I remember. Can I share with you how how kids are just kids, right? And we've always got to be instructing and teaching and developing character in in the life of our kids. I'll never forget this story. Um, It's when I was pastoring back in, in North Carolina, and the parsonage was right up behind the church there in Bryson City, North Carolina. And I would go home for lunch. 
And as I was going home for lunch, and we homeschooled our kids, so Debbie's at home with Tyler and Kristen, and she would always make lunch for us, right? Well, the kids always pretty much got their lunch first, and then Debbie and I would eat together, and then we would eat it kind of as a family. But it seemed like theirs hit their plate first. And so, um, so I'm there, and I'd sat in my recliner. We had a big open uh, living room, dining room, big open concept, floor plan, kitchen, everything. You kind of see everything. So I was sitting in my recliner, and I saw that Debbie brought lunch over to the kids. Of course, Tyler's sitting there, and he hadn't touched anything yet, and Kristen got her plate, and she started eating. Immediately, started eating. Well, that's wrong, because that's not the values that we placed in the home. What do you think the first thing we do before we eat is? Pray, right? Why is that? Because it's a value that we placed in the home, because the principle found in God's Word, so therefore that's something we do. So she immediately started eating. I said, Kristen, whoa, 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 Kristen, Kristen. She's like, what, three? Three years old or something? She's like three or so, and I said, Kristen, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you pray before you ate that sandwich? She's just taking one bite of it. Did you pray? She's still chewing, looks at me. Yeah. And right back down. <laughs> now, on the inside, I'm chuckling a little bit, because I know she didn't pray, right? I said, Kristen, I gave, her, I gave her another opportunity. That was the wrong answer. One more opportunity. Kristen, did you pray? Yeah. And right back eating. I said, Kristen, God knows if you prayed to him or not and thanked him for that sandwich. She's still eating. Quick as a snap. I mean, just this fast, she turns right around. As soon as I get, as soon as I, as soon as I say, Kristen, God knows if you prayed or not. She says, he might know, but he won't tell you. <laughs> Isn't that fast? Isn't that fast? That's amazing. <laughs> so here's what you do as a parent. Number one, you, you got to laugh. On the inside, you got to chuckle. I mean, that was good. Yeah, you got a point there. But you still didn't pray. So <laughs> after we kind of chuckled on the inside, I went over there and we prayed. And Dear Lord, keep me from killing this kid, you know. Good grief. You know, she, I'll try not to say too much about my kids and, and getting into some of this, but you, you always have that one that God gives you so that you'll continue to pray, right? Because God wants to keep you in a good relationship with Him. He gives you one that keeps you your prayer life where it needs to be, right? Actually, both of them. That's just raising kids. But they're no perfect kids, right? So there's got to be some rules. There's got to be some boundaries. There's got to be some things that we must set in our home. Now, what we're trying to do, we're trying to develop and build character in the life of our children. Godly, biblical character. So that when they're out on their own, they can establish themselves and prayerfully and hopefully have a biblical worldview at how they look at the world and be able to be men and women that are serving the Lord and living for Him. I mean, that's our goal, right? No greater joy, the Scripture says, than to know that my children love the Lord and are serving Him and living for Him. No greater joy in life than that. So that starts, that doesn't start when they get 15 or 16. That starts when they're one, two, I mean babies, all the way up. We have to be developing that and nurturing that. So we're trying to build with these boundaries and with with these rules, we're trying to build character into the life of our children. Now, someone may say, what are boundaries? Really, what do you mean when you say boundaries? I have one word that I like to use for boundaries, and it's one word called expectations. Charlie, put that up there. Expectations. What are the 
expectations that you have for these children in this particular area. Now, I want you to think about every area in the life of your child. I want you to think about every situation or circumstance that you may find in the life of your child. And what are your expectations for those children in those specific specific areas and at different ages as they grow up, right? We have a set of expectations. Those are the boundaries, okay? So kids need to know what it is that you're expecting from them, right? So that means you're having a conversation now with your children all the time, right? Every single day. All, now, you're not nagging, but you're instructing, you're equipping, you're educating, you're having a conversation, and you're using scenarios. And maybe even you find that yourself and your child are out somewhere and you see bad behavior and you use that as a teaching. Say, listen, that's what we don't do. That's what I don't want you to do and when, they, when they're made aware of it. Are you with me? So I guess it's this communicating and laying down the boundaries, which really are just expectations In the life of the child. Now think about this. What are your expectations for your children in the home? What does that look like? Mom and dad, you need to get together and get on the same plan, game plan right here together. So what are some of the expectations that you have in the home? What about in the neighborhood? I mean... We lived out in the country before we moved here. And so when we lived out in the country, right beside our house was a trout stream. And we would dam it up and we had ducks and we would get in there and we'd dam it up and we would just sit in there with the ducks and play. But they weren't allowed to be in the water with the ducks unless we were out there with them. Right. So that was some boundaries that we had placed. Also, in our house where we lived, we had a mountain on this side and we had a mountain on that side. So as the kids got a little older, we said, listen, the boundaries, we're going to extend them a little bit for you. You can go to the top of the ridge on this mountain. You can go to the top of the ridge on that mountain, but you cannot go over the mountain. Does that make sense? Now, everybody that grew up in the Midwest, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about right now. So it'd be something like this. You can go to the edge of that cornfield and go to the edge of that soybean field, right? <laughs> that's kind of how that was. So that, that's kind of how it was. That's what the expectations were, okay? So that's just some of the things in the home. But the thing is, you've got to communicate that with your children on a regular basis. And they may change a little bit as they get a little older, as they're developing a little bit more character, a little bit more responsibility. You're allowing the boundaries now to stretch a little bit. But you have those expectations around the home. You have those expectations in the home. You have those expectations for your children when they're at church. Have you ever had a conversation with your children before you get to church? On how your kids should behave while they are at church? Now, don't say yes or no. I don't, I'm not, I don't want anybody to look at me right here. But this is what we did growing up. Listen, kids, we're going to church. And here's what I expect of you when we get to church. We didn't, allow our ki- we didn't allow our kids to run in church. We didn't allow our kids to disrespect the church. We didn't allow our kids to interrupt adults when they're in a conversation at church. Matter of fact, you gotta, re- you gotta remember, my kids really only know me ever as a pastor. Okay? So I've always pastored pretty much the entire life of my children. And so I would tell my kids, listen, if I am in a conversation with someone at church, and same thing with Debbie, if we're in a conversation with someone at church, and you need us, now if it's an emergency, definitely interrupt us. 
But if it's not an emergency, you don't come and interrupt us. You don't come and jump right in the middle of that conversation and demand our attention to ask if you can get water out of the water fountain or something ridiculous, right? So we said, if you need us, you come to us. If it's an emergency, let us know immediately. If it's not an emergency, you stand there respectfully. You let us finish the conversation with the adults and then we'll address you and what your needs are. Now, those were the expectations that we laid down with our kids before we got to church. You know, we told our kids, you don't run in the church. This, and we told, this is the house of the Lord. This is God's house, right? You run in your backyard. Matter of fact, we didn't really allow running in our house. We run outside. Now, we may rough house a little bit in the house and do a few different things, but that was in a, in a controlled environment, right? But just kind of just going crazy in the house, we didn't allow that. Those were expectations. Now, I'm not saying you've got to do these things. I'm just saying that's some of the expectations that we had with our kids. So it's a conversation that we had that was ongoing in the home. What about in the neighborhood when we moved here? I remember we, we moved on to Knip, right across from Dan and Catherine. We moved right there on Knip. It was our first house that we, we bought and moved into here. We moved into the apartments, first of all, with Marie's family. Uh, but then after that, we moved into the house on Knip in Mascuda. Now, there we had a fenced-in backyard. And the front yard, you obviously could tell where the boundaries were in the front yard. And then we had the street. So the expectations were you're never in the street. Even if the ball goes in the street, you don't go in the street. Yeah. Woo! I may have got quiet. <laughs> Put that stuff away. Teach your kids how to behave in a restaurant. Teach them how to order. Teach them how to look up and respectfully to the waiter or to the waitress and be kind to them and speak in a verbal tone and share what it is you would like to have to drink, what it is you would like to order. Teach your parents, teach your kids' parents how to order at a restaurant. I remember back when, in the day, even when we were, we were traveling, we were traveling all across the country to raise money for this work. And as we were church planners and missionaries coming here, we had to raise our support. And so as we would travel across the country, we didn't have GPSs. We didn't have cell phones like you had today. You, some of you older folks know what we had? This big old thing in a leather case. I went and bought one of those real nice. It wasn't leather. It was faux pas leather. It was vinyl, right? But it was a big vinyl case. Guess what I had in there? An atlas. You remember what those were? You open them up for each state, and then they had each city, and then you could turn the page, and the cities were kind of blown out, so you get a little bit better map of this. You guys remember those? Well, as we were traveling, we didn't stick a video in and all this stuff for the kids. Say, hey, your job is now to navigate and read this atlas. And we were now kind of laying down the expectations for them as we were going. Okay? Now, I realize we live in a different world today, and I realize things have changed so much. But the point I want you to get is... In all these different areas in the life of your children, you must lay down these boundaries. And boundaries are really just expectations of what it is that you are expecting from these children. Isn't Michael cute? Everybody look at Michael. Hey, Michael. So we lay down these expectations. What about at school? Have you had a conversation of what their expected behavior is to be when they are at school? How they're to be respectful to the teachers. What about this one? And this one seems very, um, very apparent today. Have you laid down to your children, especially as they get older, what their, your expectation for them is concerning authority? Concerning police officers? Concerning teachers? 
concerning principles, concerning any authority in their life. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, and I shared this in the video, God tells us that the word and the principles and the commands of God are to be in our heart. And once they're in our heart, then we share those with our children. But you know what we share? We share everything that's in our heart. And I hear a lot of parents always bad-mouthing authority. Well, you know what you're doing? Your children are listening. And you're telling your children it's okay if you just rebel against authority. Who is that teacher anyway to tell you you can or can't do that? Who is that system anyway, whatever that system looks like, that tells you you can or cannot do that? Are you with me? So we've got to be careful as we set these expectations and these boundaries in our home. What are the expectations that you have for your children when they are addressing you as mom and dad? How are they to address you? How are they to speak with you? What are you expecting? How are they to speak and, and handle their siblings? Do you allow them just to punch and fight and hit and spit and curse and swear and everything else to their siblings? No. You teach them what? You respect them. Are you guys with me? I don't want to lose anybody here. I'm just talking about laying down the boundaries. Right? It's having a daily conversation with your children about every single area in their life. What about how they treat their friends? How they treat their teachers? What about how they, how they respond to total strangers? What about how they're being introduced to a total stranger? I mean, all of these are expectations that we've got to live. These are called boundaries. Are you with me, guys? Are you with me? Character. So let me ask you. I wonder if we can just shout out some real quick. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't have time for 30-second, one-minute dissertations here or whatever. But just shout out real quick. What are some expectations or boundaries that you've set in place for your children? Real quick. Just shout it out. Uh, right here. Respect. Certainly. We need to teach our kids that. Anybody else? What, what's another expectation or a boundary you're throwing out for your kids? Curfew. I heard that. Who said curfew? Curfew, yeah. Curfew was one. Curfew ties in with respect. Listen, when our kids got older and they're now teenagers and they're driving and they're out, you got a time to be home because guess who's sitting up and waiting? Mom. <laughs> that too, I want to know. <laughs> Listen, we're waiting, right? So it's a respect thing. If I tell you to be home at 10 and you're not home at 10... You're being completely disrespectful to your parents. And that's not allowed. Respect, curfew, go hand in hand. What's up? I heard something else over here. On time? Is that what you said? I can't hear. On time? What's another expectation or boundary? Integrity. Who said that? Yeah, integrity. Yeah, you want to build that in the life of your children. What, what does integrity look like? Even when nobody's looking. Doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. That's building integrity and character. So these are, these are conversations that we have with our children. Anybody else got any more you want to throw out? Honesty. Keep them coming. Attitude is huge. Who said that? Over here. Attitude. Attitude is huge, Ken. You're right. Man, you've got you to gotta, you gotta build that right, good, positive attitude. 
If they watch enough TV and they watch the world long enough, they'll see enough negative attitude. Attitude is even reflected in how you dress. It's, it's reflected in, in every... Man, there's so much you can say on all of this stuff. But all of these are wonderful values and expectations and boundaries that we set in the life of our children. Anybody else? I missed something. Love? Exactly. Teach them how to love. I can hear it. Please, say please and thank you. Yeah, being respectful, being polite. Yeah, when somebody gives you something, say thank you. Right? I love eye contact. And I try to teach our kids, you make eye contact with someone. I'm always leery of the person who never looked me in the eyes. Right? So everybody's right now is looking right here. I see you. <laughs> right? So I get, you guys get it, okay? But the thing is, over a period of time, you get worn down on this. And you start getting lazy and lackadaisical. And you know who that's going to affect more than anybody the longer that type of mentality goes on? Your kids. And it's, it's going to be detrimental to them. So in the home, we must set the rules. We must set the boundaries. We must lay out the expectations. Now, real quickly, and I'm going to be done. We'll hit these next two and be done. Okay? Number two is praise and reward. Praise and reward for positive choices. Praise and reward for positive choices. And then I want you to put in number three also in case I don't get to it. Number three is correct and discipline. Oh, I'm going to get to it. Number three is correct and discipline for poor choices. Okay? So praise and reward for good choices. And then correct and discipline for poor poor choices. Now, you've laid down the perimeter. You've unpacked the boundaries. You've laid out the expectations. In all of the, and it's, it's innumerable, all these areas in your children's life. And then they're going to change as they age. You know, when my kids were in high school, they could cross the street to get the ball. I figured they were responsible enough to be able to cross the street to get the ball. Are you with me? So the boundaries and those expectations are going to change as the kids get older. Get it? Good. Now, the next thing is, there's going to be praise and reward. There's going to be correction and discipline for poor choices and for good choices. Let's talk, first of all, about praise and reward real quick. I want to read these verses of Scripture to you. Listen, when your children meet your expectations, reward them. Give, give verbiage of, of affirmation to them. Get excited when they do that. Don't let them just hear from you when they do something wrong. Party with them when they get it right. Are you with me? Reward them. Be excited about that. Praise them. Proverbs 16:24. It says, "Pleasant words are a honeycomb, sweet to the taste and healthy to the body." God's word has a lot to say about positive affirmation. And we need to give that when our children make the right choice. Let's encourage them and reward them. Ephesians 4. And 29, it says, no foul language is to come from your mouth, but only what is good for building up someone in need, so that it gives grace to those who hear it. You know what you're doing when you're giving praise and reward? You're building up that character that you're trying to build in that child. You're reaffirming that and building that child up by giving these positive words of encouragement to them. And then 1 Thessalonians 5.11 
says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up as you're already doing. So encourage your children. So real quickly, I wonder, let's just throw out some some ways that you praise and reward your children for positive, good behavior, for staying within the boundaries and fulfilling your expectations. Real quick, kind of popcorn, throw it out here to me. What's some, what, <laughs> there's Dustin as he's going out the door, candy, right? Yeah, that's always a good one, right? Yeah. Nothing wrong with that, okay? Unless you went to that women's thing the other week, and then they're going to tell you you can't do that, so I don't know about all that. But anyway, you're going to have to go to New Times to find candy with no sugar and no soy and no whatever and whatever. And just give them a piece of rubber, okay, and let them chew on it. <laughs> all right, what's some other ways you reward your kids? Real quick. Give them a hug, yes. High five, hugs, touch. Your kids need some positive, loving touches from you. I hugged my kids today. I mean, Tyler, how old are you now? 27? 26? Be 27. Be 27 in April. And Kristen's 24. To this day, I hug them both. I kiss them both. I mean, I've done it ever since they're babies. They'll never get too old for me to hug and kiss. I even do it in public. I even say I love you in front of their friends. I don't care. That's my boy and that's my girl. Are you with me? Give that positive affirmation, that touch, hug, kisses. Nothing wrong with that. Now, with Tyler, I try to make it a little more manly, a little masculine. We kind of bump, hug, and poop, you know, kind of do our thing. But, but you know what I'm saying. But, you know, they still get it. All right? What's some other ways you reward? Jackie? Yeah. Yeah, verbal affirmation. When when you catch them doing something positive and good. Anybody else real quick? Tell them you're proud of them. Yeah. Kids need to receive mom and dad's blessing. They need to know that you are proud of them. When they do something and you have one of those proud moments, you need to let them know. Let the world know you're proud of them. Okay? Anybody else? Let them pick dinner. All right, that may be costly, but that may be okay. <laughs> I'm going to be careful with that one. They're going to have to really please Daddy before they get that one. Anybody else? I, I couldn't hear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So if they get so many stars, then what's the reward? Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So they're they're really, really. It's it's it's. I don't even. That's kind of what we did. Also, we didn't really do allowances. We didn't say we're going to give you X number of dollars per week just because we want to give you X number of dollars per week. No, we said we're going to give you. You can you can earn X number of dollars per week if you do what the chart says need to be done that week for the responsibilities in the home, right? The other way is kind of entitlement program. Well, I deserved it. No, you don't. You didn't do anything. Don't even get me started on that. Okay, what's the more reward? Yeah, bowling, skating, movies. Nobody said my favorite thing. Who said it? Not that ice cream, yeah. Go get ice cream, man. It doesn't get any better than that. Right? Yeah, that's kind of both, you know. I mean, I had to work this thing. I built this system in that I could get some rewards as well, right? (laughs) 
Actually, it's kind of cool. Do you guys know that White Cottage is open now, right? I don't know if you've been back there yet, but you've got to go to White Cottage. We were there the other day eating, and at the bar stools there, it's an ice cream shop, and the bar stools there, there was this, there was this amazing picture that I draw everybody's attention to. Look over there. And on this bar stool, there was this grandpa with his grandson. The grandson was small enough that he was on his knees on the bar stool, and they're both licking this ice cream. So that's, that's American right there. It just doesn't get any better. Life is good whenever you can belly up to an ice cream bar and just lick a cone of ice cream, right? That's amazing. Simple things in life, right? Okay, real quick, I gotta stop, and I'm sorry I've kept you longer than I need to. Let me, let me wrap up with a third one here. Correct and discipline. Listen, guys, there does need to come a time when your children make poor choices that you've got to correct and discipline. Okay. Now, I use correct and discipline because I think they're, they're different. They're both on the same page of discipline, if you will. But one is more verbal. The other is maybe a little pat on the honey Okay, because of poor, bad behavior. Now, just let me say something about this. I realize, and, and the Bible has a lot to say about the rod of correction imparts wisdom. Let me just read that. Proverbs twenty nine fifteen. A rod of wis, a rod of correction imparts wisdom, but a youth left to himself is a disgrace to his mother. Proverbs twenty nine seventeen. Discipline your son, and it will bring you peace and mind and give you delight. I mean, there's a lot, and that's just a couple of verses. A lot of what it says in God's word about discipline and not sparing the rod. But let me say this. I think there's a lot of discipline that can take place before you get to the spanking. The spanking is like, you've crossed the line, this is the last resort, this is where we're going. Okay? There's a lot of, if you're involved in the life of that child and you see them heading down the road of making the wrong decision, there needs to be some interaction with you at that point. Some verbal correcting, some discussion, some teaching moments, some talking to that child, and then maybe some other lighthearted easier type discipline but then there does come a point where it takes a spank on the honey for that now whenever it gets to that point moms and dads you never ever ever correct a child with a spanking when you're angry right it's not an impulse anger moment for you to relinquish and release some of your anger that's not the way to discipline the child are you with me Okay, and I know this can go further into the abusive side, and I understand that. I've counseled families with that. I've seen that. I know that. But that doesn't mean you take away part of what God's Word teaches, I believe, is part of discipline. Okay, so it's got to be done in the right way. There's got to be instruction and correction when you're getting into that point. But let me give you, every scenario doesn't deserve that. For instance, here's a scenario. Here you have an 8-year-old, your 8-year-old son. This is just a scenario. You have an 8-year-old son, real quickly that's out playing in the front yard, and one of the neighbor kids came over to the house to play with him. Well, he's out there playing. All of a sudden, he gets a phone call, and Mom says, Hey, Joe from three blocks over is called, and he wants to talk to you real quick. And so, you know, back in the day, you used to have to go in the house, to the kitchen, get the phone off the wall, and talk to Joe three blocks over. Right nowadays, they make these things called mobile phones, right? And, and they're texting and carrying on and doing what have you. But anyway, you're talking, and, and Joe three blocks over says, Hey, I want you to come over and play with me. He says, okay, hangs up, goes back outside to his friend, says, you've got to go home now. I'm going to play with Joe three blocks down the street. Now, is that good behavior? No. I mean, that violates every value system that we're trying to build and establish in this child. Now, what needs to happen there, correction or discipline? Do you need to yank him in and where he's hiding out for that? No. 
Maybe I shouldn't say where he's hiding out. I'm in church, right? <laughs> no. But you know what that would be? That would be a side, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. And you pull him or her aside and you say, listen, that is not how we treat our friends. How do you think it made him feel to know now he's been kicked out and somebody else has put him in and you don't even want him to come play with you guys at all? I mean, that, that's a coaching, teaching, correction moment, conversation that you got to have. Everybody agree with that? Okay, let's go back to the scenario real quick that I gave you last week about the eight-year-old son. His job is to take the garbage out, and, and uh, for the last two weeks it hasn't been taken out. He tells you the first time, oh, I forgot. The second time you address it, this is from last week, he says, oh, I'm not doing that. Do I got to do all the work around here? I'm tired, sick and tired of doing all the work around here. Why don't you take the trash out? Now, that just escalated. Now, none of your children would ever do that. None of my kids ever did anything like that. It's always everybody else's kids that does that kind of stuff, right? None of your kids would do that. But if they did, that probably escalated to a discussion followed with, why? Because they were completely rebelling against authority. They were completely disrespecting you, which if that behavior is not altered, that's going to lead to a very difficult, hard life for that child. Are you with me? So you see the differences? So there needs to be reward, praise and reward when they do good. When they make poor choices, there needs to be that verbal correction of talking with them and teaching them, helping them have that aha moment and see what took place. And then possibly, even if it escalates to the point, the last one, possibly a little bit of correction and a whole lot of discipline as far as a... And we're good, right? And we got it? All right, let me close out by saying this, and and I am going to be done right here. There's got to be balance in all of that. Two closing thoughts. Children are going to behave like children. They're kids, okay? And they're going to say some of the craziest, funniest things, and they're going to do some things that's going to blow your socks off, and you're like, I can't even believe you even did that, right? Whose child are you? must be your dad's child, right? You know, that's, that's kind of how that kind of stuff goes, right? So the kids are kids. It's okay. There are no perfect kids. There are no perfect parents, myself included. I want everybody to know that. All right? Kids are kids. Let me close it with this. Here's how you handle this. Dr. Dobson said it best. He said, and this was in his book, Raising Teenagers, but I think it applies to all of parenting. He says, raising He said, teenagers, I'm going to say raising children, is like holding a bar of soap in the shower. If you hold it too tight, you're going to lose it. It's going to jump out the top, and you're going to lose the soap. If you hold it too loose, you're going to drop it, and you're going to lose the soap. We don't want to lose the soap, right? So he said, you've got to have consistent pressure on the bar of soap. That's what parenting looks like with our children. You've seen those parents that hold on way too tight and that child just looking for a break to get out and boom, lost them. You've seen those parents who are just way too loose and those kids are just everywhere, lost them. Are you with me? It's going to take consistency. Being consistent. Week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out. Being consistent. Is it easy? Parenting is the most 
difficult job I have ever had in my life. However, it is the most rewarding job and it can be the most heart-wrenching job. I mean, in parenting, you have the highest of highs and you'll have the lowest of lows, right? But I wouldn't trade it for anything. The title... Title that I love best. It's my pastor. It's daddy. I love being a daddy. Is it tough work? You better believe it is. You never get a day off, but it's worth it. So, guys, reward your kids for good behavior. Correct and discipline for bad. Give words of affirmation. Hug them. Kiss them. Tell them you love them. And moms, holding these little ones in church, and little Michael, and these little babies in the nurseries, they grow up. And they grow up fast. Take advantage and opportunity of every, every moment, every day, that you have. Get it? I'm done. I can't talk anymore. <laughs> Somebody laugh. <laughs> right? Woo! <clears throat> well, guys, I'm done. Uh, I, I don't even think we're going to dismiss with a song. I've kept you too long. I, I apologize for this. But I had to get through this sermon. I couldn't go into next week with this one. I had to get it off my chest, okay? So um, please join our Parenting 101 virtual small group. Uh, send us an email. Write it on your connection card. Uh, sign up on the emails and things that I've already sent out. You can sign up for those. We're just going to throw out stuff like that, okay? So uh, hope, hope, hopefully it will be beneficial to you, okay? God bless you all. I love you so much. Thank you for being here today. Have a wonderful Lord's Day. Let me pray over you, and then I'm going to dismiss you, okay? Father, thank you, Lord, for our Victory Church family. Thank you, Father, for our guests that are here today. And, and I just pray that we all just, just are able to leave here today and celebrate in the love that you have for us and, and what your word teaches us and help us to apply that to our children. Thank you, Lord, for every family, every individual that's here. I ask your blessings on them on this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials, or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call, or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, Fallon, Illinois, 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.